Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. We're back and better than ever, baby. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Moshe Magaluso. And we're reacting just after the end of a thrilling World Series. I think it's been like two minutes. It has been. Congratulations. We're still waiting on the MVP, but we'll react to that live when it happens. Uh, I guess it won't be live for you people, but uh, hence is the life of a podcast listener. (laughs) So the Dodgers just won the series, three yeah, to two. Congratulations! Um, they broke their LA broke their sixteen days title drought. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Although for Clayton Kershaw, it was much longer. Uh, yeah. Future Hall of Famer, how many years has it been for him? Like they all said his it years. Like, well, yeah, but how many years has he been in the MLB? Uh, I don't know, like probably nine or something like that. It is longer than nine. I'm Clayton Kershaw, like... though, in all seriousness, he did pitch. Really well in this postseason. No, he pitched very well. His World Series start in Game Five, or yeah, Game Five, yeah, was excellent. I mean, he kept the he kept the team in. He pitched five innings of uh, two run ball, and so uh, yeah. he he did a nice job. He finally exercised the demons. Yeah, no, congratulations to Doc. Well, we'll say you know give our congratulations to the Rays. Hell of a season. Hell of a postseason. Uh, Randy Arizona. 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 10 home runs in a postseason for a rookie. He is their 19th best player in their farm system, or was their 19th best until they brought him up. So the guy who just set the record for amount of home runs in a postseason is 19th best guy they got in the farm system. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. They could spend more than like $12 million on a single player and get some, some superstars. Yep. Um, yeah, good for the race. But yeah, Dodgers, I mean, it's kind of like their redemption tour. Uh, you know, Clint Kershaw got a ring. It was 13 years he's been in the league, for those of you wondering. Wow. But, uh. He's been probably the great, best pitcher of our generation. Well, I mean, I think in the offseason, once they added Mookie Betts, you knew it was like, okay. They, yeah. they were already the favorites, and you added arguably the second. I mean, you can argue he's the best player in baseball. He's not. Mike Trout is, but he's right up there with yeah. them. And he proved his value in the World Series here. I think he has a legit shot. Uh, you can make the case for him for World Series MVP. Worth uh, every penny. His defense was great. He had the go-ahead run on a heads-up base running play where he scored from third on a uh, ground ball to first, and he beat it out because he had a great jump. Uh, his speed really killed the series. He stole the run, uh, I think it was game two earlier, uh, on a similar play where he was diving home. And then he hit an insurance home run yeah. in the uh, bottom of the eighth there. So, I mean, he, he does it all. I mean, yeah. if you want a complete player, especially because, like, you saw it on the base pass, what he can do, and in the outfield, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not that athletic ability dude. where he's he leads out. He's dude, yeah. and he makes great catches. And then if you power hitting, I mean, And, like, lo- like locker room, too, he's, like, an amazing presence. He's always positive. Uh, and then you add in, you know, Corey Seager was mashing. I that mean, man was on base. Like, anytime you turn on the TV, Corey Seager was on base. He was either on base, or if he wasn't on base, it's probably because he just finished trotting around the bases hitting a home run. Yeah. He was right behind a Rosarena with nine homers this postseason. Yeah. It was literally, he, he tied the record for home runs set by Rosarena, and then Rosarena proceeded to break it again, but they were going back and forth yeah. dueling a home yeah, run Cody action. Yeah, Bellinger, Will Smith, I mean, Kike Hernandez, my goodness, they got dudes left and right. Um, Turner, uh, what's his name? Not Trey Turner from the National. Justin Turner. Justin Turner's the, the everyone's favorite ginger baseball player. Man, I mean, that, that lineup was stacked. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, that was a really exciting World Series. Really exciting World Series. They had the that game uh, was like the game five, that crazy that game crazy five. ending. Yeah, yeah, that was insane. Um, a lot of really good. I mean, everyone. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about you know Blake Snow got pulled after the sixth inning. He only gave up two hits, only one earned run. Um, that he didn't even actually. He was not the one. It was attributed to him, but he didn't. He didn't actually give it up on the mound. Um, but yeah, I mean, they well, had, yeah, and it's interesting. I, I want to hear your thoughts on it too, because in game two. He was cruising along. He had a lot of strikeouts early. He was getting a lot of swing and misses. And then he ran into some trouble. They kept him in a little bit longer than they should have. And then they, the Dodgers ended up making him pay. So this time, cruising, only giving up one hit uh, to the point in the sixth inning. He gives up his second hit of the game. He had nine strikeouts. And they were pretty quick to yank him when they came the around to score. Pitch number. But I know all the all the statistics are like you know once they see him the third time around that's when you don't want to have the guy in there more. Yeah. I mean and Tampa Bay has a great bullpen. Yeah, like, they and, were yeah, waiting they, to get to their bullpen. And I will here. say like they stuck to their philosophy like a hundred percent. So you know, good for them. But I mean, he struck out Seager. Snell had seventy three pitches. Sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah, no, no, that makes that actually helps. Um, you know, seventy three pitches. He struck out Seager, Betts. And Turner, all of them, he struck, he struck, he had, those are six of his strikeouts, so those three guys, mm-hmm. he struck each of them out twice. Um, get to your bullpen. I always like to bring in bullpen arms in like fresh innings though, and honestly, like, it's game six, do or die, I leave him in there, finish the inning. Uh, and you could tell, you could, I mean, that, that, that's a moment too where it's like, you know, baseball, but any sport has it where it's like crunch time, and that's where it's like, Sometimes the X's and O's and the stats and the game plan they go out the window. You get you 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 put the ball in the hands of your best guy, and that's where I would leave him in there. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting too comparing it because it was almost like an identical situation, just one inning sooner. He was pitching into the fifth inning. He had nine strikeouts once again, so he was cruising. He only gave up two hits, but they gave up. He gave up both of those hits. In the uh, fifth inning, and yeah. they're like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull you now." And then uh, those both came around to score. So that was important because he really did pitch. this game six. He pitched probably the game of his life. He's a former Cy Young candidate, so you shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And then he ended up getting tagged with a loss because he was out of the game when the run scored. So uh, that's kind of unfortunate uh, for him. And I, I would say like you could tell. I mean, he was. Heated when he came off the mound. It reminded me of it against the Astros. They pulled him early in one of those games, yes. and he goes, "What the fuck are we doing?" Like you could hear him. Yeah, 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 Same yeah. thing, kind of here. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's where it's like, dude, just let him, let him ride. Let him ride. He's your guy. Yeah, you know, it, it's you're against one of the best. You're against the best team in the MLB. Let your boy ride. But hey, you know what? Their whole thing's been get to the bullpen. They have a great bullpen. They did it. Give run. I, I do, yeah. I, I like this raise. They're kind of a great underdog story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the limited payroll they had, they got some great pieces. That bullpen yeah. is loaded. They got a lot of guys that throw gas. And, you know, don't feel too bad for Blake Snell because he was one of the people all pissed off at the uh, MLB when he was spouting his mouth on Twitch before the season about him wanting to get his money. So that was kind of <laughs> hurting the uh, collect the uh, players and owners bargaining because he was opening his mouth and I know a lot of players were coming after him for that so uh, yeah. he's definitely hey you know character. the Dodgers you know after the whole cheating thing and they like 2017 with the ring and like the whole you Darvish uh, I'm you know this is one of the few like I'm not an LA guy 
I only rooted for the Lakers, kind of, because I like LeBron. But, like, L.A. and New York are not cities that you typically root for. Yeah. But this gave it, like, this whole redemption thing with Kershaw and, you know, Mookie Betts is really likable and the Dastros, that whole thing. Good for them. I'm happy for them. The scary thing is this Dodger team is Mookie Betts signed. He signed a 12-year deal. Yeah, no, it's a lot of these guys are coming back next year. The same team that Urias, who ended up closing out the game, has great stuff. They have a ton of guys that could have been starters. They ended up moving to the bullpen. Um, Like Dustin Mayo. That probably might get a new closer in the offseason. They get an upgrade there because that was one of their weak spots with uh, Jansen having issues throughout the postseason. So. Watch yeah, out, because they're going to try to run it back uh, yeah, after road, this year. The road to the World Series goes through the Dodgers. Well, especially that's an interesting fact. You mentioned a Rosarena earlier. He could have been tormenting the Cubs. The Cardinals were the ones that Yeah, traded, former so. Cardinals prospect. So, ha-ha, Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Good for that. We'll, we'll wait to see who the MVP is, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. What? What? Justin Turner has COVID-19. And they let him play. See... That's some sneaky stuff. The Dodgers definitely Wait, knew. You, you tell me the Dodgers didn't know Dodgers about that? Slugger told during World tonight's World Series Game 6 that he had positive tests for coronavirus. Uh-oh. That's no good. Oh, my goodness. Twitter's going to be in a frenzy. I need to uh, pull, pull up the NFL. We'll get to the NFL. Well, scores. I want to talk about this really quickly because this is interesting. Oh, so he was pulled mid-game. Uh, I didn't realize he was pulled mid-game. So why is he doing an interview then? What? So this is the thing about when you interview athletes right after a game. This is why reporters love to do it, too. Because they're if they're the emotions of a big win or loss. So you're not thinking clearly. Or you can say something that you probably shouldn't have said. We're in a press conference. You have time to collect yourself. Like Nick Foles and Matt Nagy. Uh, they had that whole incident, which we'll get into, where uh, on the air, Brian Greasy was talking yeah, about Foles. Pulled, so he got pulled in the night. Yeah. So Matt Nagy, or uh, Brian Greasy, was talking about how Foles was criticizing Matt Nagy. And uh, all of a sudden, it took Foles an extra 40 minutes to get to the podium because they're definitely coming out with something for him scripted to say. Yeah. Or when you, these reporters, it's like journalism 101, get to him right after the game because he might say something like that. Because I don't think that – I'd be surprised if that was supposed to leak. Because if he had symptoms or something, yeah. and they let him play, because the MLB supposedly had a bunch of precautions for that, that could be a problem for uh, the league here. Yeah, I can't imagine that they wouldn't have known. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Ooh, 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 ooh. The developments will be developing. Why is he in the dog pile? Because if he's in the dog yeah, pile, that's what I was that whole really, team's going to yeah, have That's it. what I was saying. And he, like, was... That's crazy. Well, I guess they have... They pull up the NFL scores. I'm going to pull up the tape. We're going to look at this. We're going to do some right. John F. Kennedy back into the right. All right. All right. Um, week 7, almost halfway through the year. We're just going to get started from the top with the Giants and the Eagles. I know, Mitch, you're going to have some thoughts Oof. Yeah, on Mr. Thoughts. Wentz. Uh, yeah, Thursday night, Danny Dimes tripped for after an 80-yard rush. Um, but I'll just talk because Mitch is Googling things. The millennials, oh my goodness, always on their phones. Uh, but yeah, the Carson Wentz, he's not elite. He's not top 10. He beat a pretty bad uh, team. So uh, yeah, moving on. Well, Carson Wentz is elite. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, let's talk, yeah, sorry, I was, I was looking at some footage here. <laughs> Let me talk about Carson Wentz for a second. I know he's had some criticism this year from a lot of people, but ask yourself, would you not want Carson Wentz as your team's quarterback? Yeah, I think you would. Look what he was working with. He is best offensive lineman, gone. 
His starting two tight ends, gone. He's working at the third string tight end. He's got no healthy receivers. His number one receiver was cut from the Washington football team before the season when they picked him up. So that's not like, that's not a good football team, and he got released. Second leading receiver, or their tight end, he was released from Detroit's practice squad earlier this year. Yeah, but it's another Rogers. good, another bad he, uh, team. He caught that Hail Mary from Aaron Rodgers at one time. Good for him. That was <laughs> the reason they call it a Hail Mary, because it's chucking up a prayer. Um, so, with what he was working with, I do not care what defense it is. It's the NFL, and any given Sunday team can win. That was pretty darn impressive. That ball he threw to Boston Scott to win the game was a dime. The drive was, at the end of the drive was phenomenal. He had that big deep ball there. Yeah, he throws some interceptions early, but he comes back and he plays well in the fourth quarter when it matters most. And the week before against Baltimore, he was single-handedly the reason he was in the game. So I don't want to hear any more Carson Wentz slander. The man's kind of like a lesser version of Brett Favre. Yes, he throws a lot of picks, but he's a playmaker. And I would want him under center, especially because we have his backup, Nick Foles. I would much rather have Carson Wentz. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right, enough but, enough yeah. about Carson Wentz. Uh, next game, Saints beat the Panthers 27-24 in a game in which the Saints did not cover the spread and Mitch yeah. lost some money. Um, well, we were up on the week, and the Saints won, but like he said, they didn't cover the spread, so that kind of hurt. Teddy but, B, uh, man. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think they're going to have a good t- Once Once Kishner McCaffrey comes back and they can, uh, they can build around... Uh, some defensive pieces that they don't have because their defense is not very good. Um, but they have a good they, that that guy from Baylor. Um, totally blanking on his name. Their yeah, head coach. Um, good head coach, and they're they're, they're an interesting. Well, yeah, team. Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule. Head coach. Yes. I was gonna say that game was kind of more of an indictment on Mike McCarthy. Than anything? Mike because, McCarthy. Yeah. There we go. Mike McCarthy, I think, if you look at the offensive roster, talent he has, they probably have more weapons than the Panthers do. And he had Dak, Pre- t- Dak Prescott, who's a better quarterback. Hold on, hear me out. And people, his excuse is like, oh, well, people don't know the system yet. And he's been in the NFL for a while. Matt Rule's coming in as his first year coaching in the NFL. He has less to work with than Mike McCarthy does in that offense. I mind you, his starting quarterback got hurt, but, and the defense is not very good. Yeah. And he has kept this team competitive. That's a pretty good Saints team. They were with them all the way. They were three and two heading into last week against the Bears. Yeah, Matt Rule's done a nice job. I yeah. think they, they play yeah, hard and for they, him. They, it's a good looking team. They've football been a surprising team. team. Um, I think they're, they're kind of in the spot where they're like, okay, this is good. We're competing, but this is also good because we're losing games and we're going to get a good draft spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hey, good for the Panthers. Bills, Jets, wow. The Bills did not play very well. Neither did the Jets, but they kind of I'm did gonna, enough to lose. Here's some free fantasy advice right now. I would start uh, selling your Josh Allen stock because he's, these past couple weeks, he's reverting to he's his in- quarterback. He is reverting to his inaccurate self. That's yes, a Jets team that should yes. have been torched. And yes. even against the Chiefs, his passing looks really inaccurate. The weather's starting to get colder, so it's not going to be any easier to throw the ball. Uh, the defense kind of yeah. held them in. But they didn't score a touchdown that game, which yeah, is not and good. We, we talked about it earlier that, like, the last two years, like, if you just took his stats in his game film, like, the, fir- the first couple games when he was kind of on fire was an absolute anomaly because he was – he's. He wasn't good last year. Like, don't make no mistake. They have a good defense, and they have an okay running game. He had some flashes, but I agree. He's yeah, not, he, he was not very good. Better. He's not a quarterback. You're like, yes, I want to build around this guy. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting because that just there's nothing good about that Jets team. No, nothing. Um, except for the fact that they'll probably have Trevor Lawrence soon. But even then, Adam, it's Adam Gase, and he's yeah. horrendous. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that that'll be interesting. 
to yeah, uh, watch them. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Bills, Bills. Pretenders, contenders. We will find out. Um, Browns, Bengals. Hey, you know what? First of all, OBJ, that stinks. Out yep. for the year, ACL. Um, Bengals, Joe Burrow, good quarterback. Very good quarterback. Oh, he's that was a fun quarterback to watch. Yeah. And hey, good. Baker Mayfield, man gets a lot of flack. He threw two really bad picks. Um, threw five tutties. He did, but he always plays well against the Bengals. There's a continuous cycle with Baker Mayfield. He plays um, poorly. People criticize him. Baker gets motivated. He proves the haters wrong against a bad team. People think he's good, and then he reverts back to stinking again. It's a cycle. He, yeah. He's undefeated against the Bengals. He torches the Bengals. If he played the Bengals every week, he'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has to play good teams like the Ravens and Steelers. So don't let this game blind you from the fact that he's not that good of a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But Joe Burrow, I was impressed by. Yeah, that so man does a lot for that. Like, that team probably shouldn't have been in the game either. And he really came down no, to the last team with the ball. Now, going to Odell with that injury, I will say this. I think Baker Mayfield plays better without Odell Beckham. He doesn't have to force feed a star player like the ball every time. So why are he spreading that is it out? A scorchingly hot take. No, I disagree with you. I no. I feel like when you have a player like Odell Beckham Jr. and you have a guy like Baker Mayfield, you want to like make your receiver happy. You're gonna throw it to him in tight windows that you probably shouldn't. You're looking to throw it to him. If you look at him in Oklahoma. He didn't have many star receivers there. It was more just spread the ball around to a bunch of different guys. And when he got out, left that game, Baker turned it on. That Peoples-Jones came out of nowhere. He caught a lot more passes. I think Baker doesn't have the pressure of force-feeding it to him. I disagree because I think if you have better receivers, it's easier to play quarterback. No, I, I'm not saying. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I guess. That, that makes no sense. That makes no that that no. You have take. Jarvis Landry. Bad take. It's not a bad, bad take. Look That's at the numbers when he take. left. How no, it, no, he could have better numbers without OBJ, but having OBJ on the field helps him. He doesn't have to force feed OBJ. You want to keep OBJ happy, don't you? It's, you're force feeding the ball. He did this a bunch last year too. No, I yeah. mean you don't need to force OBJ to be happy. Part part of that is the coach's decision. If o, if Odell Beckham this Jr. is a it, similar thing with Calvin Johnson in Detroit with Matthew Stafford. You have to throw it to you have to make sure he gets his touches to keep him happy. Wide receivers are a different breed. They need the ball. It's a lot easier when you have the pressure of throwing it to Odell every time so he can get his 10 catch limit. Is when, the, no, when Odell left take. the game That's early, when Odell left that game early, Baker turned it on in the second half. I'm just saying, he plays, if you look at him throughout his career, if you look at the numbers, he's yeah. played better That's without Odell take. Beckham than he has with That's Odell a bad Beckham. Take. If you seriously think that there's like a mind game going on where Baker Mayfield is in the pocket and he's like, oh, I'm thinking about Odell's stats because I want him to be happy, so he throws a pick. I think you're just flat out wrong. Yo, you're gonna force it to. He's not thinking about a step, but you're gonna force it to Odell more times than not because he's gonna be like, "Yo, get me the ball." I mean, if he's you have a, you have a quality more. top five receiver on your team, he'll get open more, so it's easier. Now, I think we'll move on, but that's a bad take. I don't think there's any if, if you no, I don't think there's anyone in the sports world who agree with you. And if you think that like because I I saw this. Odell goes out and he turns it on, and people are like, oh, is Odell the problem? No, I'm not saying I am not saying Odell's the problem. That's what you're saying. Think, you're saying he's bad because I he's think Baker with, is better without Odell Beckham. I'm not saying he's a problem there. I just think they, they, I mean you're clearly if, if Baker's better without him, I mean he's a problem. No, I'm just saying he's better. Because there's a, because the story. problem is gone. It's not a problem of Odell per se. If Odell Beckham had like a star quarterback that wasn't having to work, like who, who like if you had like an established Hall of Fame quarterback that didn't really care he did, about that, Eli Manning. 
Well, even Eli <laughs> forced fed on the ball a lot too. Because he was the only good receiver. Like I don't know what. He, I mean, I mean, well, you think you think Nick Foles is worried about Allen Robinson's stats? Do you think you think you, you think Aaron Rodgers would rather spread the ball out and not throw to Devontae Adams because he's worried that Devontae Adams needs? You look his at catches. the numbers. With them without Odell. That's stupid. We're moving on. Uh, football team destroyed the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense gave up 20 points in the first half. Their first six games of the year, which is a record. No one's ever done that before. No one's been that bad. They should call them the Alice Cowboys because they ain't got no D. They, they gave up. DK Metcalf gave more of a defensive effort than the entire Dallas Cowboys team. And no, what was I really agree, sad yeah. was when... Andy Dalton almost got decapitated on a play that even some of the Washington football team players were like, ooh, you can see him cringing, going like, that's a bad hit. Not one Cowboys guy rushed over to help their quarterback, or and like, none of them run. also went over to Bostick to confront him about doing that. Like, yeah. if you watch Mike Pouncey last year with the Steelers after their backup quarterback that's got clubbed over the head, he went over and he took matters into his own hands with Miles Garrett. Now, one person went over to help Andy Dalton. That is a poorly that coached was, team. Every man for themselves. Like, it's horrible in Dallas. That was, this, that was the exact same play. I don't remember. It was a Thursday night game. It was the Ravens versus the Dolphins. And, um... Kiko Alonso did the literal same thing to Joe Flacco. And it's like Joe Flacco. It was the last year when he was on the Ravens. And there was a... I mean, if, if you're quarterback... I mean, even Mr. Biscay. Mr. Biscay would get hit out of bounds. The Bears defense on the sideline would go berserk. If you don't have... If that play doesn't happen to your quarterback and there's not an ensuing brawl, there's something wrong with your locker room. Yep. Um... Well, hey, the football team, you know, the NFC lease, they're leading it, so good for them. Packers, Texans, the Packers bounce back. Aaron Rodgers bounced back. Kind of destroyed them. Um, hey, going I, back to the Odell thing real quick, Baker Mayfield with Odell back in that game, 0 for 5 with a pick. That After Odell no, back that's in, stupid. 22 of 23, so, 297 so yards. That's literally a dumb, Just uneducated, ill-informed, short-sighted take. If you truly believe that, that's dumb. Yeah. Moving on. His best performance of his career was when Odell Beckham missed a game because of a uh, knee injury. Just, just, just who did he play against? It was a bad team. Was, who who was who did he play against? It was the uh, Bengals. I oh, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. Just saying. Who would just think saying, that if you have a, a good player on your Wait, team? you know what? Well, you want to make a bet? Who do they play next week? I, I'll bet you he has another good game without him, as long as they don't play good defense. Uh, okay, the Raiders. I think he'll... Yo, the Raiders Baker Mayfield's going to have a crap good game. Defense. He'll have a good game. It doesn't matter. The statistics have no bearing on whether Odell's playing or not. I'm not saying Odell's going to He literally put on Instagram better. that he dedicated. He was like, that was for you, OBJ. Because I'm not saying he doesn't like him. I'm just saying he plays better without him. Stupid. Absolutely it's a time to, it's psychological you know, thing. When you, you have a good receiver, you want to force feed him the ball. He's going to try so and fit into a tighter stupid. window. It's like, well, Odell's there. That's He's so going to make dumber dumb. throws. It's not That's dumb. so dumb. It is not dumb. They, okay, when quarterbacks are making reads, it's based on routes, one, two, three, four. It's not who's wearing the jersey. You're you telling me when that? Calvin Johnson's covered, you're not going to throw him a, you're going to throw him a pass that you wouldn't throw to other receivers. That is not true. If they're a good enough receiver, you're gonna w- be willing to throw a ball into coverage because you think he's gonna be able to go up and get it. No, if they're if you're gonna be more willing cover, to cover, you don't throw it to him. That's not true. Larry Fitzgerald, early on his career, Josh McCown was always because like they were saying Kurt Warner when he came to. Uh, you're gonna bring Josh McCown into this. No, this is this is this effect. So Josh McCown was a quarterback for the Cardinals, and Kurt Warner came over, and they're like, "Why do you keep throwing to Larry Fitzgerald? He's like double covered," and he's like, "You're gonna realize." Pretty soon, that even when Fitz is covered, you still throw him the ball because he's open. There's certain receivers that you throw, you're more willing to throw to in coverage because they have the ability to go up and get it. 
So that's good. That's a good thing because they it is a good thing. Get it. But at the same time, you know, if you're a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, who's not all that talented, okay, okay. Be but if, you you wanna, if you want to just like not watch get football games and not understand anything about their locker room and just like go by stats, that first interception he threw was a horrible pass. It was. All I'm saying so is, so like, it, it, like you can you can pick apart the numbers all you want, but, but it's I'm also a psychological you, thing. Right, no, it's not. We'll no, think. it's not. You know what? I can assure you. I can assure you your week. zero years of football experience will yield you, you yield you zero ounces of football knowledge when it comes to this. Moving on, Falcons lines. Falcons load again. Fal- uh, Falcons. They find new ways to blow football games. They've had a 95% chance of winning three football games in the fourth it's quarter like, this year, and they have lost all three of them. They're, like, being creative now. That was a creative one. Like, well, there was the Cowboys one, which was pretty creative. They lost. Well, that was the onside. And then against the Bears, it was they threw the ball three straight times and yeah. gave the Bears clock to come back, and their defense just didn't cover anyone. And then this time it was... That it was a low-scoring affair all day, and then all they had to do was run out the clock because they were in the red zone, in field goal range of the minute 16. They got get their first down. You just take a knee, game's over, you kick a field goal. Unfortunately, Todd Gurley, he broke a tackle to get the first, and then his momentum carried him into the end zone, and therefore Matthew Stafford had enough time to get the ball and proceed to score on the final. Yeah, that was kind of insane. You know what? I'm going to give Matt Stafford some props here, though. The throw he made to get him inside the red zone on that deep ball was really nice. Kenny Galladay's an asset. This team's starting to come around. They just added Everson Griffin today from the Cowboys. So they're making a push. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, there's going to be a 7-9, 8-8 team that, uh, you know, they could do a little bit of damage here Mm -hmm. and there. They'll be in some competitive games. Uh, Steelers-Titans, two really good teams. Um... Hey, man, I counted the Steelers out. I did not think they'd be that great this year because I don't think Big Ben is that great anymore. Um, but, hey, he, he played well for the first half. Yeah. Um, but their defense is really good. Their defense is very, Steelers? very good. Oh, yes, yeah. They Steelers. get after the quarterback. Yeah, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are two. It's pro- that's probably one of the top pass rusher duos in the league. I like their they I, I like they got two decent running backs too. I like James Conner. I think the receiving core somehow always managed to turn out a factory. Claypool had a bad game and then what do you know Juju Smith Schuster steps up. Yeah. Uh but what what cost him and made this game close was the Big Ben turnovers, but coming into this game he had 11 touchdown passes, one interception, which was the best TD to yeah. interception ratio in his career. I uh, picked a bad time to implode, but Steven Gaskowski missed another field goal. Do yeah, you think he still not- has a job? With the Titans, after I mean the that was a pretty long one. Yeah, it's like a forty-seven yarder. It was makeable. Yeah, it was a long one. Man. It was no chip that, shot. I mean, but. I mean, especially if you're if you're a competing team and you saw what happened against Denver and missed those three. Um, the I, Titans impressed me though. Yeah, Tannehill, man, they were Tannehill missing their best lineman, and they were down early and they hung in there. And Tannehill brought them back into the game. And I think if that went to overtime, they could have won. Yeah. Tannehill's good. I before it was always like, is he good? We can't tell. He, yeah, he's to good go back to last week's segment. Ryan Tannehill is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bucks Raiders, man. T TB twelve was swinging the rock. He was very good. Yeah, I that think, was a great game. Well, they're starting to they're, they're figuring things out. I figured it would take a month. The new system down in Tampa, new personnel, Bruce Arians, new head coach, to kind of figure it out. And they're clicking faster than I thought. And now you just add another weapon, Antonio Brown, which... Uh, interesting. That'll be interesting. Apparently Tom Brady lobbied hard for him because Bruce Arians wanted nothing to do with him. He said before the season, 
Uh, no chance we sign him. He's and, a bad fit for the locker room, and Tom Brady's got some pull down there. And my thing is, like, you already have a really good receiver in Mike Evans that's not getting the ball very much lately. So it's like... Well, his rookies have stepped up. Gronk's all of a sudden emerging. They can run the ball. Their best running back right now is Ronald Jones, which means Leonard Fournette is your backup. And the defense has always been playing lights out. This is a good football team. This is a, I think they are the best team right now in the NFC. Can you look at their losses? The Lost NFC, week one against the, the NFC West is, I think, the only... The Seahawks don't have the defense they do. This is the most complete team... Tom Brady is playing lights out. Yes, yeah, so true. I mean, it's going to go through Tom Brady. Um, I would say the Packers, but the Buccaneers just kind of destroyed him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could be right. Now, granted, the Raiders' defense is kind of hot garbage. Like, it took um, a penalty-infested game, for, and the Bears survived for like them to lose to the Bears. Tom Brady forgot the downs. And then their other loss was week one with a new team against a very good Saints team that was fully healthy. So, yeah. I mean, I think this yeah. is a team to watch out for. I think best team in the Chiefs NFC. Broncos, tough one. I'll say this right now. The Chiefs will have to do a lot to not win the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes did not play. He probably had his worst game this year, and they scored 43 points. Chad Henney rushed for a touchdown, too. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Quarterback controversy in Kansas Ooh. City. Um, yeah, I will say one thing though that not that's not brought up a lot when it comes to the Chiefs, but they have they have extremely good coaching. The Eric uh, Benimini or whatever. Benimini. Yeah, that guy. Um, the defensive coordinator is really good. Andy Reid's phenomenal. They can beat you in three phases. I will say this though. They have a kryptonite, and it's their rush defense stinks. Even though they destroyed the Broncos, they still gave up 170 yards rushing. They did, but I do like the way they can control the. Well, one with the, all the weapons they have, they can beat you coming back because they can yeah. go off at any moment. And the way they run the ball too, they can also control the and, clock with. Because Le'Veon Bell, I think, fit in pretty well for his first game back. He looked pretty good. Yeah. I think I like the way they distributed it with him and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's yeah. going to get more touches as they go along. But um, and it's, it's like good. It, they they give teams anxiety where it's like you have to score on offense because yeah. you know you're going to give the ball back to Pat Mahomes. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, that's going to be the, the only way I can see them like losing is like maybe they get the Titans and like. Uh, Derrick Henry goes off, yeah, or something like, like that. You have to keep it out of. It's going to be a game of ball possession too. Yes, the Chiefs yes. can play that game too. If you yeah, want to play a grinded out game? The Chiefs can do that. Dunk you they to can death. Throw it deep. Yeah. See, and I like the Le'Veon Bell pickup too because it's a good problem to have. And unlike in Tampa, we're like, yes, it's a good problem to have that many receivers. And I even like going back to the Odell thing. Receivers have egos, and this particular receiver with Antonio Brown, there's a reason he hasn't been in the league. Because he's a nutcase. To me, I, quite frankly, it's kind of disgusting that he got a job back. Because I think it's glossed over the fact all the uh, sexual assault reports yeah, he's on still, him yeah, because that he still got, haven't been settled. He had like the eight-game suspension, but he still has a civil suit that's still going on. The fact that he, he owes a ton of debt that he hasn't paid... Uh, one of the work or one of the art. It was actually one oh, of the people yeah. that accused him of sexual assault. He never paid her for that. There's a bunch of people that he hasn't paid. Uh, the fact that he was a train wreck. He was a clown in Pittsburgh. He comes over to the Raiders. He's celebrating on TV over hard. Like the man, I think he might have like some sort of mental health issue. Quite frankly, and yeah. you're gonna bring that into a good locker room. You give it a good thing going, where the head coach clearly doesn't really want him there. It's only Tom Brady. We'll see how that goes. Good luck. Yeah. Um. Drew Locke got to be better. 
That's all I'm going to say for yes, the Broncos. He does. Yes, That's he does. That's a learning experience. Do you yeah. think Denver Broncos? Do you think they're going to get over that seven and a half win mark at the uh, beginning of the season? Can they win eight games? I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, they have the toughest schedule in the NFL, which is like it's my have a tough division. Winning per, winning percentage. They have the the toughest schedule. Next week against the Chargers is going to be interesting. I, yeah. I'm excited for that game. We'll get into Justin Herbert in a little but, bit. I mean, you, you look at you look at every single game besides. They could win them all. They could lose them all. Yeah, I don't think you're beating the Chiefs. I don't think you're beating the Saints. You're not winning those two. I think you can win next week. You can definitely beat the Falcons. You can beat the Raiders. You can beat the Dolphins. Panthers you can beat. I think... Uh, Depends on what Josh Allen The Chargers are probably split against, is my guess. And I think he'll split against the Raiders, too. Yeah, I mean, at this point... At this point... The, I mean, I kind of said this last year, too. No, I, I know I said this beginning of this year. I... Could not actually. I'd probably prefer us to. I need two things to happen: top ten draft pick, and I need Drew Locke to show us he's the guy. Because if that those two things happen, the next year we're set up very nicely because we have a lot of cap money. Taking um, a quick, we'll take a quick break from the uh, football. Yeah, like Corey Seager won the yes. MVP for the World Series, and good for him. Yeah, because I guess when you bat like four hundred. Well, then, uh, the COVID thing will be interesting to watch. He's yes, probably gonna yes. have to celebrate in quarantine. Um. Chargers, Jags. Justin Herbert's the real deal, man. He's I right. like him. He has played good every week. It's a shame this was his first NFL win, but man, he went, you know, rushing touchdown, multiple passing touchdowns. Yeah. Fourth quarter, they were losing. He marched that team back. He covered the spread, more importantly. Yes, he won us money, baby. Uh, Justin, I, I like the kid. And especially Monday night against the Saints, which is a decent defense. In the spotlight, he played another great game. The yeah. kicking kind of let him down. Near Jaguars, the end. man. You guys, Jaguars are a team that they are kind of similar to the, the Jets, where they don't really have much going for them. Niners, Patriots. Wow. Ooh, so this is interesting. Sorry, I keep interrupting here with the baseball. But the Justin Turner saga. Apparently, why they didn't find out. His Monday results came back inconclusive, so they let him go ahead and play. And then the second test, the uh, samples from taking uh, Tuesday, they arrived and they were run, and it showed up positive. And what that's the where they didn't find out. COVID, man. Like, what do you? You like go to the know, store, go to a restaurant or something? How does anyone get COVID? That's fair. You think that like that's interesting with the you restaurants. You think that you're in the World Series though? You they could kind of bubble you up. I would hope so. But you know, you go to a restaurant, and this is the kind of the hypocritical thing. You know, you have to wear a mask going in, but then all of a sudden when you get to the table, you're allowed yeah. to take it off. Like, well, COVID doesn't end up for you while you're eating. Yeah, you know, let's I know. spare it's, these people. It's lame. I'm, I broke my my uh, my streak. I I have not eaten inside a restaurant for like all of COVID, but then um, we me and my girlfriend did, and it, it, it seemed weird. I was in a building with other people, also in the building, and I wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. I was like, it's just it's just odd at this point. Um, you know what else is odd? The Patriots yes, getting destroyed by the 49ers. Yeah, they look bad. Well, I, the 49ers are a good team. Yeah, I think they were fooled by the Dolphins like thing. Or the, yeah, like and they have a lot of injuries too, so that's fair to say. Um, man, Cam Newton didn't look good, but their offense just looked not good at all. Well, they got no weapons. I said it last. They got nothing the Broncos, going. Like, for there's them. no one on that team that would be a starter for the Broncos. There's like, I mean, besides Elvin, like they got no weapons to begin with. Cam did not have a whole lot of time back there. He's never been known as an accurate passer to begin with. Yeah. And getting beat up all that much. Especially he wasn't in the NFL for a year, so he's trying to, he's still getting back into the swing of things, and then you give him a crappy offensive line, no receivers, and a I, bad tight end. Yeah, and I mean, they started off so well that people kind of blinded the fact. I mean, this is kind of what we thought they would be, like, yeah. kind of like an 8-18. and 18. We didn't even expect, most people didn't pick them to go to the playoffs, and then you saw in the first couple of weeks, it's like, oh, 
they look good. Cam Newton's better than we thought. Yeah. I think now it's coming down to earth. Uh, the, the Patriots, I think, are still going to win. They'll split against the Bills. I think they can still yeah. go 8-8. Eight eight. But uh, this 49ers team's good. I like Jimmy G. I like more than most. I think he's a capable quarterback. And Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches up. in the NFL, if not the best offensive mind in general. Uh, they got a lot of ways they can beat you. They got yeah. George Kittle. They got Brandy Ayuk. They got a great two-headed running game. It's a, this is a good 49ers team. Uh, Sunday night. Going to that division. You know what? Sunday Let's do night. before we break this down. Do you want to go over the story of our horrible beat from that game for the people that didn't watch it? This yeah. Is... So what? What? What happened? So we. So we, yes. Yeah, we, we did over in the Seahawks plus three and a half. Before the game, we yeah. got to pool together the uh, gambling syndicate. Uh, yes. Take a yes. uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Dad, I haven't lost too much money. I only lost three dollars this weekend, yes. so we're all right. The gambling syndicate pulled together some money, and we had a big payout going because we had a parlay. We wanted the, the over because yeah. it's two exclusive it's the offenses Seahawks and the Cardinals and bad defenses, yeah. and we had the Seahawks plus three because let Russ cook. I trust Russell Wilson. Yeah, maybe. I'm like this guy's gonna win. It's prime so, time. So ten seconds into the game, Seahawks score. It's looking good. The yeah. over hits. Like the over hits. The easy quarter. money. Yeah. Seahawks are also up by ten. It looks like we're about to cover, but the Cardinals are driving. Seahawks miraculously, with not a very good defense, they hold them to a field goal attempt, which is good because the Seahawks plus three and a half. There's so only a little bit seven. of time left. Where with the amount of time remaining, there's a little over two minutes. They would have given the ball back to Seattle. Seattle only would have needed to get one first down, which is very costly. And we our money. And we win the money. He kicks the field goal. It's good. All right, we're going to get the ball back. That's fine. Unfortunately, there's a flag on the play because some dumbass number 95 jumped over the line of scrimmage to try and block like a 50-yard field goal. For some it's like a 50-yard. Oh, and you have 10. God. You have 10. You have 10. Even, it doesn't make the, even if he makes a field goal, it doesn't freaking matter. 15-yard penalty. Gives him the first down. Of course, Kyler Murray scores. So now we are no longer covering. And I'm in scramble mode. I'm like, crap, because it's the same scenario. All Russell Wilson has to do is get a first down. Yeah. They run out the clock. It's over. Miraculously. So, yeah, we needed overtime. Yeah. Now we're like, shoot, we need overtime. They get the ball back to the Cardinals make a stop. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on now? Kyler Murray only has like 30 seconds. They have two run plays in this drive. It was pretty ballsy by Cliff Kingsbury. They did a quarterback draw and a running play. Long field goal. He makes it. Okay, we're going to overtime. We got what we wanted. Now it's our fate's coming down to a coin toss. Whoever yeah. gets the ball first is probably going to score. So we're like, oh, man, we need the Seahawks to win. We need the Seahawks to win. Sure enough, Seahawks win the toss. We're like, oh, my God. We got we can it. Do it. Oh, they we score. can do it. They, they get a first down. down. Over. They get a first down. Oh, I'm like, we got it. They got a first down. Russ is cooking. And then all of a sudden, they stall because the offensive line can't block anyone. He gets sacked at midfield because it looked like they were going to go for it. Yeah, four down yeah. territory. He gets sacked, and it was like fourth and 18. They're like, they're punting. Like, crap. It's over. Colorado's going to go down the field, kick the field goal. It's done. They go down the field. They line up for the field goal. He makes the kick. But there was a timeout call before the play. Oh, we got another chance. Second field goal attempt. He misses it. Yeah. Wide left. Like, oh my God, we still have a chance. But still, the Seahawks, all they need to do is kick a field goal, and we're not going to cover our spread. So we need a miraculous touchdown. What do you know? They get to midfield. They throw a screen pass. DK Metcalf. He takes it to the house. house. I am dancing up and down. I am making an ass of myself in the kitchen. I'm running all over. And the guy sitting in the living room goes, calm down, you idiot. There is a flag on the play. I am halted. I collapse to my knees. I look at this piece of yellow laundry on the field. My money crumbling before me. That I was, call a holding penalty. It was 23 bucks. If we, if the Seahawks, if that, there was no holding by DJ Moore, whoever the frick it was, we would have won $23 a piece. 23 bucks of profit. Oh, to make add insult to injury, it's like, okay, this is horrible. This is a dagger. But they could still technically score a deep touchdown. 
Because they're pushed back, you know, he don't get lucky. It was, only, it was like third and 11. Next play, Russell Wilson throws a horrible That was horrendously bad. And at that point, our luck had clearly run out. Kyle Murray went to the field. Zane Gonzalez is going to miss again. And that's basically the story of betting. Uh, that was a horrible beat. That was the worst beat I've ever I mean, experienced. We were the, so close. Oh, my goodness. 23 bucks. What do you? Could See, have? listen to my free money picks. Don't do an impulse Sunday night bet like we did. Although we were kind of close. We were very close. <laughs> we we should have got close. it. Um, <laughs> hey, good for the Cardinals. Seahawks, Russ had a couple picks, a couple bad ones. Hey, that, that let Russ cook, but you got to give something to, for Russ to cook with. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, no, I would say... Defensively, he, he needs some help. That's fair. He played well enough offensively. That's fair, but I mean, everyone was talking about that Buda Baker getting ran down by DK Metcalf. That kind of lucky for Russ, it distracted everyone. The fact that that was a horribly bad reception. That was terrible. That was just like a like a little lofter in the corner. Yeah, that was that was really bad. Um, and the, this, the interception in overtime was also extremely bad. Um, but that, that, the NFC West is a very good division. Speaking they of- are, it's gonna be a shame that one of these teams don't make it. Yeah. But I, after watching that game, I don't think either of these teams are a Super Bowl contender. No. It had, well, thankfully for the Cardinals is that they are very, they, they got a young quarterback, so they don't need to be a Super Bowl contender yeah. right now. And this is props to them because they had a first year head coach. They saw it wasn't working. They fired him. Same with the first-round pick. First, Josh Rosen. Eh, we, we don't think it's working. We're moving on from you. They admitted to their mistake, and now look at them. That was yeah. a great win. It was, a, it was an entertaining game, too. Another Speaking team, of the opposite of entertaining games, Ugh. Bears-Rams. Ugh. And I'll let you start Ugh. before I... Ugh. All right, Matt Nagy, I love the man as a head coach. His record speaks for itself. But he has got to give up the play calling. If you watch a Bears game, because he's supposedly known for his like offensive genius, he's a, he's a horrible play caller. The offense has always been ranked in the bottom half of the league. His biggest criticism coming from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who only called six games before they hired him on offense, is he didn't run the ball. They had a, The Chiefs had a historic collapse in the playoffs to the Titans. You know how they blew that big lead in the first half? They didn't run the ball in the second half. That was a criticism from Matt Nagy. They still cannot run the ball. It's horrible. You heard, we alluded to this earlier, Nick Foles was talking about how, yeah, sometimes a play comes in, and I know I don't have enough time to, that it's not going to work, and the play call needs to understand, because he's not the one getting hit back there, that this isn't going to work. The offensive line is garbage. they got to get an upgrade there. It's, it's bad. Because, like, this defense, what's so sad, they have a short self-life. They've been in the top ten for three years now. They're going to be a top five scoring defense this year. They, they're, they outscored the offense in this game. The special teams and the defense had more points than our offense did. And the defense didn't look particularly good this Thursday night game, but they did enough to keep us in it. I mean, you got to give us a little help. People are calling for Mitch Trubisky again. So it's an organizational failure from the top because this goes back to if you would have just gotten the quarterback position right, and I feel like we say this every week from the head coach or from the uh, Ryan Pace's standpoint, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but something's got to change, man. Like, they, he cannot be comfortable. That fourth down play with Cordero Patterson. Patterson was so predictable, too, because he saw him lining up in the backfield. Like, why Why are you throwing a jet sweep to him? That's horrible. And you yeah. even said it. As a linebacker, like, that's one of the easiest plays to cut off. On yeah, yeah. All you have to do is get to the... Ugh. Ah! Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of strong opinions because, like, I, I can't... Like, I don't even care. The Bears, I don't, I don't care. I, mean, I truly don't. But, it's like, watching this team and seeing the amount of talent on this roster and the fact that they are, like... I mean, this is the... That... Like, there are a lot of bad teams out there. 
But those, they are down there with the Jets with the least inspiring offenses in the NFL. Looks like they run a high school scheme with a couple bad plays in there. And honestly, I mean, you, you look at it. And so I was watching this game. And, you know, I'm not going to get into my fantasy football life. But I needed Allen Robinson to score me some points. That's all I needed to win my game. I eventually did, thanks to the LA Rams defense. And not Allen Robinson. But I'm like, so I'm key, I'm literally watching Allen Robinson, a top five elite receiver, mm-hmm. great hands, runs great routes, he can catch anything, he, I mean, he's a stud. And you watch the guy, and you look at his offense, and they don't play to their strengths at all. I mean, that interception in the in the red zone. Oh, I know. That was horrible. You watch Allen Robinson, he ran a half-ass slant route because he knew he wasn't getting the ball, and Nick Foles was eyeing that receiver the whole play, the whole, the stadium, the, the, the Rams, the Bears, LeBron James watching on his couch, everyone knew who he was going to throw to, picked off. It was horrible. Well, here's going to that play, too, because I got some thoughts of that. Well, one, you're throwing that ball with Nick Foles. Is he known as an athletic player? No. You're rolling him out of the pocket. So that's not something he does well. You're rolling to him aside with your smallest receiver. And I like Mooney. I think Mooney was a good pickup. He's a burner. But you're not throwing him a, like a fade in the end zone while you're rolling. D- being double covered. So it was a bad decision. Also, your best guy in the red zone this year has been Jimmy Graham. Yeah. He's on the sideline during that play. Cole Komet. Tight end you just picked up. You used your first draft pick of this year's draft on Cole Komet. So you have a lot invested in him. Not on the field. Okay, Allen Robinson's on the opposite side you're rolling out to. I totally agree. That was another. Yeah. Another and, stupid, I mean, and, stupid and the play. Play before that is this little flare screen at Jimmy Graham. And, and, and you got Cordero Patterson, great utility player, giving him a pitch on fourth and goal. And, and I, I, I truly... Like, I don't understand. It seems like Matt Nagy's just calling plays up for the fun of it. It's like, do you... And look, it's hard as people who are not... A, like super educated in the sports world is always gets in the gray area where we're criticizing a head coach and we truly don't we like we're not in the locker room or anything like that but it's like it is so glaringly obvious that you have very good bright spots in places and you have dark spots in other places on this offense and yet you're just going straight through the middle going through the motions just calling plays willy-nilly hey maybe this will work maybe this work no i mean you think you look at the packers or you look at the the lions even the lions they have Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay. They're like, this is our unequivocally number one best receiver. Get him the football. And the Bears don't seem much interested in getting Allen Robinson the football. He cut that deep ball at the end, and you watched the route. He didn't even know he was getting the ball. He let up, but he was so wide open that Nick Foles let it fly. It's like, you, you got to key up on this guy. You got to call plays that go to your player's strengths. I mean, even if you don't have a good offensive line, you got to call some counters, pulling guards, something to switch it up. Because yeah. if you are going to abandon the run, you will not win football games against good teams. And no. that's why it's like, that's why I said last week, the Bears are. No, team. and I, you know what? I, I, I was r- 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 wrong. wrong. I apologize to every man, woman, child, fish, bear, cat, dog. <laughs> sorry, Louie. They, they, they're not a good football team. No. I don't know what I expect. Offensively, like it, it, uh, they're not going to be able to win a playoff game. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. Maybe I don't even know. I don't know. They got a tough stretch coming up. But it's not. They are not. I think. A good I think the Packers team. are that showed a lot out of the Bears. You know what really added insult to injury is the fact that two of the guys that got a game ball. One was a punter, and especially yeah. t- and Johnny Hecker. I want to punch that man with his shit-eating grin running up the field. But he had a good game. <laughs> but our punt returner Ted Gann 
looked like he had no interest in catching any yeah. of those. He's like, oh, I'm just going to let it drop so they can pin us. So special teams looked horrible there, too. And the other guy that got a game ball was Leonard Floyd, who had two sacks. And what do you know? We released him after the season, who was another high draft pick by Ryan Pace, and he's excelling in another team. And speaking of this bad offensive line, another guy we had, uh, Grasu, who was our center a couple years ago. He was no good. Guess where he is now? He's with the 49ers, who are averaging over 105 yards a game. So, you know, he seems to be working over there yeah. as their center. Ugh. Yeah, no, Disgusting. it's disgusting. And it's Makes me sick. I mean, and you look out at this team top to bottom. I mean, is Nick Foles great? No. And they keep trying to scheme no. open this Roy Robertson Harris. Who is this guy? Why is he always getting the ball? That is man, they, 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 they draw plays for him when he just drafted a tight end and signed Jimmy Grant. Why is Harris getting so many touches? I don't understand this. Who is this guy? Yeah, the window of contention is rapidly closing. Yeah. And is closing in a flurry of pitch plays and screens to uh, undrafted rookies. This Cairo Santos has been good. Yeah. I, mean, I have no more kicker problems, it looks like. As I said, he's probably going to miss a game winner this week. Yeah. Mark my words. Well, uh, I think that'll do it. On that note, sorry, Chicago fans. Uh, it's a bad football weekend. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, Russ we, didn't cook. We lost the Bears money. offense stinks. The Bears offense stinks. Drew Locke played like crap. Odell got hurt. But he makes Baker better. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the podcast. Congrats to the Dodgers. If you live in L.A., I probably don't like you. But uh, Clayton Kershaw, he's pretty cool. Mookie Betts also kind of got some swag. So Teammate good for them. of Matthew Stafford in high school. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't they know mentioned you know it a lot. <laughs> every, dang, every dang game they're playing. Also, I want to say... This is a little random thought, but I've been wanting to say this. Anyone who hates Joe Buck, they're just don't they're just wrong now. Yeah, he can't be a hater. It, on Joe it, Buck. Used be, it used to be kind of trendy to hate on Joe Buck, but he's the best. He was doing a game every every like single day this week. No, he's gotten better with age. Yeah, he's, he's been great. good. I love Joe Buck. I it there. Have a good one. Listen to the next podcast. See you later.